It has really gotten to a point where there are those very strong forces who do not want to hear any pro-life voices in a Democratic Party. Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our very special guest is Congressman Dan Lipinski. He's U.S. Representative for Illinois' 3rd Congressional District and has been that since 2005 and is also a pro-life Democrat, which is what we really want to kind of focus on today and how important that is. Uh, Congressman, thanks for joining us today. Uh, It's good to be with you. So, I mean, it's been noted for a long time. I mean, you've been a staunch defender of life. Uh... But eventually, and we just had a primary not too long ago where NARAL and and the gang put in, from last I've read, almost a million dollars or maybe over a million dollars to to unseat you. Unfortunately, they were successful. How difficult has it been being a pro-life Democrat in the environment we are right now? Well, uh, it has, it's always been tough, but it's gotten tough. tougher and tougher over the years, and in the last couple of years, it, um, it has really gotten to a point where there are those, you know, very strong forces who do not want to hear any uh, pro-life voices in the Democratic Party. Back in, in 2018, there was over $3 million spent against me in the primary, and I narrowly hung on that time. Uh, this election, uh, there was, I think, more than that spent. Oh, was there? Okay, and, yeah. And so we're talking more than six million dollars uh, in in these two in in these two campaigns, and it um, it, it just shows. I mean, I'm I am one one vote in uh, out of four hundred thirty five in the U.S. Congress, uh, but they found it that important uh, to try to. Uh, and, and finally did this time to, to uh, knock me out um, because they just do not want there to be someone who is out there showing that you, you can be a Democrat and you can be pro-life. You, there are fewer and fewer people who understand that, uh, that those two can go together, but it wasn't long ago that uh, there are a lot of pro-life representatives and about one out of every three pro, uh, dem- Democratic voters, one out of three Democratic voters in the country say that they are, are pro-life. And I think it's very important uh, for the, uh, the pro-life movement to uh, not just be a one-party movement, that there are not just Republicans, but there are Democrats who are pro-life. Well, and, you know, we've had Kristen Day on the show, who's the head of Democrats for Life nationally. And you know, there are millions of pro-life Democrats that really have been kind of left out in the cold. I mean, when you do your party platform as extreme on abortion as you can, aren't you basically telling them, look, either support abortion or go do something else? I mean, it's not very welcoming to those who support a lot of the other issues, but as the litmus test, abortion is, you know, you're either in or out, right? Uh, It has certainly become that way. Uh, I had five presidential candidates, Democratic presidential candidates, who endorsed my opponent. And I'm sure uh, they knew nothing at all about me except that I was pro-life, but they were just signaling that, um, you know, signaling to 
those groups that have this much power in the Democratic Party and have all this money to spend, that, uh, you know, they will go as, as far as possible uh, on the uh, on the abortion issue. And, and I've, I've been saying this for a while now. It's not good for the Democratic Party uh, to... Uh, uh, to do that, and um, uh, we'll, we will see what uh, what happens. It's not the only issue that determines uh, the size elections, but um, I certainly think it had an impact on a 2016 election uh, for for president. And we'll we'll see what happens this time. But uh, it, you know, the party needs to be more open to uh, to people who are 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 pro life. So, I mean, is it just that the abortion lobby is that strong and they have that much money? Because, I mean, my contention is most people, if there wasn't money involved, would not be supporting abortion. You know, whether you're a politician or not, uh, it's it's big business. And is that just show us in our political system today that if you have enough money, you can you can basically buy a platform? Well, you know, it's hard to. To know for sure. I mean, there are, there are people who uh, have uh, misle- been misled and who buy, who truly buy into uh, this um, this idea that being uh, pro-life is being anti-woman. And uh, we we clearly know that 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 is not true. But there are people who do believe that. But uh, I I think. From watching what has happened in the Democratic Party and watching colleagues of mine uh, switch from being pro-life, uh, they've given up that that position. I mean that that's clearly, uh, I think, not a uh, a real change in whatever they believe. It's uh, they just found it politically expedient, which is because they they know what could happen to them, and and I think. That, that these groups wanted to make a, uh, you know, send a message by doing everything they possibly could to uh, to defeat me. And yes, that's clearly just a matter of power in, in money. Well, you know, I saw a quote from Marie Newman, who who won the primary against you, and and it goes along with exactly what you're saying. It says. Voters across the country are in no mind to stand by as their elected officials throw women and families under the bus. I mean, it's such a false narrative. I mean, to think that killing a human being throws women and families under the bus when we know that women who have abortion struggle later on, right? I mean, even families, because kids, you know, they miss a brother or sister that they would have had. I mean, it's such a false narrative, yet it's amazing how it keeps getting thrown out there and and people buy it. Well, people buy it, I believe, uh, partially um, because they are constantly told that, and it's a message that they receive through the the news media. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's that's a big part of it. It's through the... um, uh, the money uh, they they're throwing into campaigns that send that message out there, but it's also the uh, uh, so many members of the news media who uh, who continue to to repeat that, and I think it has a it, it has an impact uh, on 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 people, and so that is something else that uh, 
we need to to fight against it and, and bring the the message of what being pro life is is really all about. And being pro life is being is pro woman, and um, that uh, being pro life is is about love. And uh, we have uh, it's it's tough. Uh, but uh, we are we are called to do that, and we've. I always say, never. Uh, God never promised us it would be uh, it, it would be easy. Uh, in fact, we're we're told it's going to, going to be hard, but uh, it's important to stand up for for what is true, and uh, nothing more important to stand up for than life. Well, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think you know it, it says it speaks highly of you. Uh, to not sell your moral principles just to get a seat, right? I mean, in the end, what what are you doing but selling your soul to get a to get a seat? And what's that worth in the end? But to be able to go ahead and proclaim the truth, and my guess is you tried to talk about this as pro woman and pro family, but the media wasn't going to cover that, right? No, they they never would would cover that. In fact, I, you know, I I'm I'm pretty certain that. Um, uh, even uh, when the news media were, some of the news media were, were talking about other issues uh, about me. They were really talking about the fact that I was that I was pro-life, and they uh, you know, just cannot uh, could not uh, accept that and found it. Um, you know, it's bad in their eyes. It's bad enough. For a Republican to be pro-life, but for a Democrat to be <laughs> oh my gosh, that's sacrilegious, right? Yes, uh, and, and you know you say that, and I've um, I've been talking about how uh, we so many people in this country, unfortunately, have made a uh, their party their their religion. Yeah, and uh, yep. this is something that uh, is incredibly concerning uh, to me. Uh, I have. Um, uh, you know, I I would like to, uh, after I leave Congress now at the end of the year, spend even more time uh, focusing on uh, evangelizing young Catholics to understand that they need to put uh, being Catholic first in their lives. And the head of uh, political party, uh, Catholics don't fit, uh, Catholics are not, or should not be comfortable in either party. In uh, we should be putting first being being Catholic. Well, and it's you know it's it's interesting that you say that because we have you know someone running for president. Uh, you like the showing the the Catholic card, but very little for what he stands for really is Catholic, and and you wonder, you know. You know, if we don't have those deep roots like you have, where, you know what, you have, you know, that moral compass and, you know, realize you got to look in the mirror every morning uh, when no one else is there and say, am I being true to the Catholic faith? And, you know, it all starts with life. That's that's the foundational issue. You know, we've had, you know, Archbishop uh, Chaput and Aquila and everybody say these are preeminent. This is a preeminent issue. It's not like you can throw that in with immigration and minimum wage and different things and, and you know, reasonable pe- people can disagree. 
you got to agree on this because it's foundational to show that you actually respect the dignity of a human person, right? Well, that that is the most fundamental right, and the right to life and the dignity of every individual. And, you know, I know for me, uh, as you said, I most most important thing is to know that I have to stand up for what I know is right. I know I'm going to have to answer uh, for what I have done in, in my life. And I, I've, I've said this all along. I, I knew that if I was not pro-life, I could have easily just continued uh, on in Congress, wouldn't have trouble in these primary certainly wouldn't have three million dollars being spent to defeat me well no nobody would run um, against you <laughs> but yeah but it it would not be would would not be worth it yeah uh, it, 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 there's no uh, there's no not even anything you, you could weigh uh, that could compare to that responsibility for me to stand up for for life and what I know is true. So is there hope that, you know, the Democratic Party will will actually wake up and realize that, you know, the error of their ways, or is it too far gone? Well, I try to I try to hold out hope. It's it's tough to do, especially after what I've what I've been through. Um, but I think it's important to continue to have hope of that uh, uh, that 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 the party will will wake up and, and change. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up mm-hmm. on trying to uh, bring that message. I think that there are a lot of young people today, uh, and, and I hear this I hear this often from from young people that uh, they are they feel more uh, in line on many issues with. Democratic Party, but they are pro-life. Uh, I think that it, that's pretty common. I've, I've read, I think there's a New York Times article about this uh, recently, and uh, I, I think it's uh, important. Uh, you know, it's important for for the, the the party to acknowledge that and to be welcoming for. Uh, to Democrats who are who are pro-life, but it, I think I I also have to say that it's important for the pro-life movement to welcome Democrats and to welcome people who you know if you're pro-life, but you, there are going to be people who are pro-life who may disagree on other issues, right? Uh, but it's any. You know, my experience certainly shows that it's true that any successful movement um, is make sure they keep their focus on the one issue, uh, and that because you're going to have to, you know, to to build a coalition for life, you're going to have to accept people. We're going to have to accept people that we may disagree with on on other issues. Uh, but keep the focus on the importance of, of protecting life. And uh, so I, I think that's also an important message 
because I certainly got pushed back from many in the uh, pro-life community to tell me that uh, I, I could not be, uh, you know, I, I, I you didn't you didn't fit because you didn't agree with every single issue. I, and I'm not, I, you know, I'm obviously not really pro-life because I'm because I'm a Democrat. <laughs> uh, so, well, I think it kind of got painted by the platform, but you know, I, I agree, right? In the end, you know, life should be a bipartisan issue, right? That should be something whether you're independent, Democrat, Republican, you agree. That's kind of like that's not even an issue. We all agree on that, and then we can have differences of opinion in in some of those other areas. Uh, but in the end, I mean, it's all it's so foundational that. It speaks to who we are if we can't defend the most defenseless, right? I mean, in the end, if if the most dangerous place in the world is a mother's womb, what what does that say about us as a society and as a people, right? I I, I could not agree more. There's there is a lot of talk um, about uh, need to stand up for those who have been oppressed, um, those who are. Are, who are voiceless? There's a lot of talk today about that, but there is um, you know, some of those same people who 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 say that, and, and it's true, and, and we need to do that. But some people who are saying that, um, you know, they, they simply have uh, dehumanized uh, the child in the womb and say they they don't they don't count when you're talking about uh, standing up for the. You know, speaking up for the voiceless, uh, and uh, we just need to make uh, people aware and understand that that uh, that that's a human being, that, that's a child in in the womb. We were all, it, as I always say, we were all once there. Uh, that that was that was me at one time, uh, and it's uh, the science shows us that. As, as I always say, the science. You know, tells us that life begins at conception. Um, I'm not sure how you, uh, you know, how you twist that and say that that's not really true. That's a unique human being. If you're just looking at the at the biology, yep. Uh, so, you know, we have a, a a special responsibility to to stand up for uh, for all those those children. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's not like, you know, when we go up to judgment, and I don't have inside information, that, that we're going to be asked what our political affiliation was to determine whether we can get in or not. It's how did you defend the most defenseless? How did you live out your, your faith uh, in, the, in spite of opposition? And we have plenty of that today, don't we? Uh, we, we, we certainly do. But as I, as I said earlier, uh, we, were, we were told it would not be, it would not be easy. Uh, and shown it, right? I mean, in the end, Christ, uh, we have a crucifix for a reason, and it wasn't like he did anything wrong. Yes, and if, uh, if they did that, if they did that to, to him, you know, what will they, you know, what can we expect them to do to us? Because we, we are not, uh, uh, we are not blameless. That is for sure. Uh, just in the last couple minutes, uh, Congressman, uh, you know, here in Colorado, uh, because of our legislative makeup, we've had to go through uh, a ba- uh, initiative process to get on the ballot this fall an end of abortion at 22 weeks and beyond. 
So we just wrapped up a period where we had to go collect signatures during the, you know, the COVID crisis. Uh, we had to collect 10,000 more signatures to get on the ballot. Last Friday, uh, we submitted five times that amount, almost 50,000. Uh, and that was, you know, that was not going to churches. That was going to Kroger parking lots and Home Depot and different places like that to collect signatures. And what we found was there was some really good bipartisan support. You know, we had Democrats, which were almost double figures in support. We had independents close to 30 percent in support. So it, there really is uh, a movement out there that really knows that restrictions on abortion just make common sense. Well, it, it's it, that's great to hear. And this is going to be a... Um uh, I know there's going to be a lot of national attention uh, paid to uh, paid to that referendum in, in the fall, yep. and um, hopefully we can all help get the the message out there what of, of what the the truth is, and uh, that the voters of uh, Colorado stand up uh, strongly and say that you know life uh, needs to be uh, needs to be protected, and, and I think. Uh, Oh, you you cannot. There's no way that you can deny that a uh, you know after 22 weeks, you know we know that child can survive outside the womb. So, you know, even if you you don't believe life begins at conception, you have to understand that that is a viable life outside the womb at 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 that age. Yep. And we have. You know, you know, we know we've seen uh, children who were born uh, at, with fewer uh, fewer weeks in the womb and who who have survived and are uh, and are doing well. So uh, I think it um, you know very hopeful and uh, anything I could do to be supportive, I will. And certainly, we should all. Uh, across the country, people should be supportive and uh, and pray for uh, for success. Well, and I and I appreciate that. I think uh, you know we need to make sure that it becomes a national issue. If not, because I mean, think about it. Since 1967, you've been able to have an abortion here in Colorado uh, at any stage. During the COVID crisis, we had people coming from different states just to kill their babies. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the destination place of Colorado should be to go skiing and enjoy the outdoors, not, not to end a life. And maybe just we'll end on this note. What should people expect in terms of the fight against Planned Parenthood? They're not going to just kind of let this happen and, and say, oh, well, we just lost the state, right? No, there's no possible way that they are going to do that. They are going to, uh, spend whatever it costs as, they they have the money to uh, to do that, and unfortunately, they're going to have a lot of the media uh, on their side and uh, uh, repeating many things that uh, are are not true. Uh, and so, it, it's important that uh, uh, we use every way that, that that we can to get the get the the truth out there. And I, uh, I you know, I would think that there's nothing. Um, more powerful than to see someone who was born at, uh, as I said, at a uh, younger younger age than that, uh, that 
so it's it's clear that that is a uh, a human being that no one can ever ever deny that, and I think that may be the strongest statement of uh, why it's important that this passes. So you mentioned a little bit you're going to become you know more involved in with young people in the pro life movement. Any any concrete plans, or you're just trying to figure out how best to do that? Uh, no concrete plans right now. I am. Uh, uh, I, I may be writing a, a book uh, of a commencement address that I gave last year at Ave Maria, which I have uh, just had a uh, modified version of that published in a public discourse. Um, but essentially, it's what I had spoken of, of earlier about uh, how we need to have the courage to, uh, to stand up and, and be Catholic. Uh, it's something that people do not under, understand, uh, Catholic social teaching and how it doesn't fit into either of the two, uh, as, as we talk about the two tribes uh, in our country and our society that are so divided right now, Catholics don't fit uh, neatly into either one of those, and we need to not let go of being Catholic, and uh, we can, you know, show the show the, our country, show the world another way, a different way uh, to live and to pursue real uh, social justice. Right. And, really lead, uh, lead them, show them the right way, which, which is what you've been yeah. talking about all, all morning. How can people follow what you're doing, Congressman? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I keep saying I need to, <laughs> I, I need to have a, uh, a, a Facebook page and a YouTube account. Uh, well, I don't have those. I don't have those yet apart from what I've had as a, uh, a member of Congress, which I still have. I still have, uh, social media as a member of Congress. Uh, but you know, that's, uh, official. So, um, I wish I had a good, good answer for that. And I don't, but it, this will inspire me to make sure I go out and, and do that. I've actually have uh, done, just done a video of that, um, uh, of that commencement address. Oh, good. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to figuring out how best I'm going to distribute that. I think in this time where uh, most graduation exercises were, were canceled, uh, this is my message for uh, you know Catholics who who are who are graduating right now. And as I said, public discourse uh, they can go online and, and find that uh, uh, find that uh, commencement address, uh, the text of it uh, in there. Okay, well, great. Thank you very much, Congressman, for your time today, and really your your passionate support for the unborn, regardless of you know how things turn out or the circumstances. Uh, you know, your soul's intact uh, when it comes to the defense of life, and uh, that's got to feel good no matter what the outcome of your race. 